This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm so glad you're with us here on The Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. I have three kids, and we all have children who misbehave. And I have to call out, maybe call them out, one of my favorites, Vanguard, today. There have been a lot of complaints lately about my golden child. And I'm going to tell you what I think. Later, fees are everywhere. It is the modern curse of capitalism. We got fees for using your cards, junk fees for cars, hotels, takeout food. And now when you rent a place to live, landlords have been coming up with junk fee on top of junk fee on top of junk fee. You think you're going to pay this much a month and then the bill is so much more. What's going on? We're going to talk about it. So let's talk about Vanguard. Vanguard's been around, no more or less, 50 years, and they're unbelievable. Founded by a guy named John Bogle and Charles Schwab, Chuck Schwab, those two people did more than any other two people in the United States to change the nature of investing. Before these two guys brought new ways to the marketplace of investing, Investing was only available to the richest among us. Owning stocks was only for the very wealthiest. And if you as a middle income kind of person tried to invest, you had massive fees if you bought mutual funds. Huge fees with upfront fees and then ongoing fees that it was hard for you to ever even maintain the same amount of money you started with because of all the fees that hit you. Well, these two men, Charles Schwab from the individual stock perspective and Vogel with his Vanguard from the fund perspective, the two of them changed everything. Vogel's passed away, but Vanguard is the second largest investment house in the world from nothing and how did it do it by offering the best deal out there on investing the lowest costs and uh gosh i gotta tell you that bogle was so hated by the wall street establishment just despised by the wall street establishment because he wanted to give the ordinary person an opportunity to be an investor and to do it at a low cost. And that was heresy to Wall Street. So now Vanguard is this giant, giant company, massive amounts of money invested with them. And now they're going through a midlife crisis. And unfortunately, when you're a company, you can't just go out and buy a sports car or a convertible. 
you're still there operating. And Vanguard's very inward. They're based in Pennsylvania and farm country, basically. It's so isolated and inward looking that change is tough. And it's hard to change when you have all this money coming in. The reality is, last time I uh, had questions about Vanguard and said something bad about them, I got a call from somebody at Vanguard. I basically gave them a tongue lashing. Then I never heard from them again because they don't like hearing bad news. But the reality, there's a problem. Over and over again, I'm hearing from you, and then I'm reading media reports about the problems at Vanguard with customer service. That Vanguard lately has been excelling in customer no service. They've gotten so big and so unwieldy that they just don't have their act together on customer service. Uh, Most recently, there was an article in Kiplinger talking about the customer no service problems. Uh, Before, there was one in the Wall Street Journal, another in Barron's, about the customer no service issues at Vanguard. Now, again, I'm talking about one of my favorite children, but everybody makes mistakes. But you start messing up with people's money, with not with what happens with the account or anything. It's all customer service issues, and that's a problem. And so I know it's hard. It's like, I mean, breaking through the head of people at Vanguard, I mean, it's like trying to fire in the first Star Wars movie at the Death Star and trying to have any impact. It just bounces off the surface. And they keep growing. So I don't know... And I can't promise you that Vanguard will fix its customer no service problems because they seem incapable culturally, internally of hearing it. I just want you to know Vanguard's phenomenal. The investment products they offer second to none. The pricing, incredibly cheap, both with funds and with exchange-traded funds, ETFs. They are a superior investment organization. But when you're handling people's hard-earned precious money, you got to do the other part too. And you have to offer superior customer service, which they're not. Does it make you want to move our 401k away from them? Not a chance. All right. Tyler in California says, I'm a 25-year-old working professional. My employer currently provides a 401k plan with 50% matching up to 8% in contributions. So 8 becomes 12. Okay. Is it worth also contributing to and maxing out yearly an IRA account in conjunction with my employer's 401k plan? And if so, do you have a recommendation for an account? My company recently transitioned from Vanguard to another company I put in there for you for our 401k management. Yeah, so I don't know why, Tyler, they made the switch from Vanguard to who they switched to because for you as an employee, there's much higher costs overall in the new 401k provider's plan than what you had with Vanguard. You're paying, in addition to the fund fees, you're paying individually pretty high administrative fees. You have to just ride with that do your eight plus pick up your match. And then what you do in addition is your own Roth IRA. 
and do that with one of the low-cost companies like Vanguard, who you stand on your 401k. It could be Fidelity. It could be Schwab. Open your own Roth IRA and put money into it so that you have something that's very low-cost that's growing money for your future. And now a 401k plan that is no longer low cost, but you've got to keep putting in it because you want the eight plus the four, because that's a 50% instant return on your money with that employer, 50 cent on the dollar match up to 8%. Rose in Idaho says, can you tell me about the Red Pocket cell phone plan? Have you tried it? Yes, we at Clark.com test a variety of these minor cell phone companies known in the lingo of the trade is an MVNO, stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator, which means they go and buy network capacity from the wholesale divisions of T-Mobile, AT&T, or Verizon. So you're on one of the big three networks just being sold by another marketing entity and Red Pocket for low volume users is a great deal. We have had good success for people using Red Pocket. We have a, a full explanation of Red Pocket on our review at Clark.com. But generally, somebody who doesn't use a lot of mobile data will end up typically with a $10 a month cell phone bill. 10 a month is good. Yeah. So you get unlimited talk, unlimited text. And one gig of data, which is enough for probably maybe about a third of cell phone users can get by with one gig of data. And so the red pocket thing would be a solid choice. Gia of Oregon wrote in and she says, my dad listens to your show every night without a doubt. It's part of his nightly ritual as he tells his Alexa to play the Clark Howard show on Spotify while winding down for bed. <laughs> and if he, let that make you laugh i, I just think well i'll you'll you'll get it by okay. the end to be honest i find it so incredibly annoying when he says clark howard recommended this or clark howard said that and if he missed anything that you said in the podcast he would tell alexa to rewind five minutes multiple times a night and that's in all caps today he told me the story about how you bought seven black polo shirts at sam's club on clearance that is not even his story you clearly add a bright spot to my dad's day. So thank you. If you could give a shout out to Hitesh Patel on your show, that would be greatly appreciated. And P.S. I'm starting a Roth IRA at the age of 18. How do you feel about that? Well, first of all, Hitesh, thank you for being such a solid fan. And to your daughter, I want to tell you the fact that you have opened a Roth IRA at 18 means that all the annoying comments you've heard about me <laughs> from your dad have paid off because as a teenager, you putting money into a Roth IRA is so unbelievably powerful for you being towards a path of being financially independent later in your life. It's magnificent how early contributions to a Roth IRA compound over time and create so much comfort and ultimately potentially wealth. So I thank you for your comments because they were so funny about how annoyed you are by your dad talking about me. But obviously you 
absorb some of it, and it's working for you. Coming up ahead, I want to talk about something that's working against your wallet. What's happening right now to people who rent an apartment or a home? you got to know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First, the good news. If you're in the approximately one in three Americans that rent a place to live, there's now a flip in what's going on with rental prices. We saw relentless increases in rents on apartments and if you prefer to rent a home on home rentals that went on year after year after year stripping affordability away from renters. Well, now the story has changed. What happened was capitalism did its thing. As the returns look so phenomenal on being a landlord, construction of new apartments around the United States went crazy. You can go to any mid-sized or large city and you'll see what you think was the state bird, the building crane that is hanging over one new apartment complex under construction after another, after another, after another. So generally it takes years from when a developer comes up with the idea to build an apartment complex till when they can secure money, get permits, do the building process and all that. So it was clear about two years ago that apartments were being overbuilt in so many metros in the United States. But by then, people already had the investors, they had the permits, and they were going to build them. So that's why even though now apartments have gone from being undersupplied to the market to being oversupplied, they're still coming up out of the ground. They're still being built. They're still being completed. And that's why rents in city after city are starting to decline, some more than others. So it's the first really good news for tenants in a good long while. And it was funny because I started talking about how rents were going to decline about 18 months ago because it was just so clear that was going to happen and now it actually is happening city by city and some more than others. So you have so much more negotiating power when you're looking to rent or you're living in a place and your lease is coming up in 
six, eight weeks, you don't just negotiate with yourself. You know what negotiating with yourself is? That's when you are living somewhere and you just try to negotiate a new, better deal for yourself with your landlord. Doesn't work. You only have power in the marketplace if you go out and comparison shop and you have the greatest power if you're really willing to walk. What that means is you find a better deal somewhere else, your existing landlord won't match it or offer you an equivalent good deal, and you're willing to pick up and move, that's where you're going to save the most money. But regardless, shopping is core and key. But unfortunately, as landlords have seen their rent profiles erode, landlords are following the playbook of other industries And they're coming up with junk fee after junk fee after junk fee after junk fee that they're adding on to tenant bills. So you sign the lease and then you're their prisoner because you didn't ask what other fees are there for occupying the apartment, what other fees are there for living in the apartment. Now, I saw an NPR report that there's been so much backlash over this that three of the sources where people shop for apartments right now, Zillow, Apartments.com, and AffordableHousing.com, are all three going to tell you, if you use them to search for a place, what junk fees you face at that place upon occupancy and then over time. But if you can't find that information on an online database before you sign a lease, You want in writing from the rental office or the rental manager or the leasing agent, whatever it is, you want to know what other fees there are that you might be subject to having to pay in that apartment complex. Or if you're renting a house, same thing. Because the rent is not just the rent. There are all these extras. My middle daughter who lives in Southern California learned this at her first apartment complex, that the rent wasn't the rent. She'd got a monthly statement with all these other junk fees. So when she went out and shopped, when she moved, let me tell you, she knew, she knew to make sure she knew everything they were going to charge her for at each place before she decided where to live. So protect yourself. Krista? All right, we'll go to some questions now. This one is from Christine in Florida. She says, I'm looking for a laptop deal. I need at least an i7 with a 16-inch screen. My budget is under $1,000. Can you help? Yeah, so um, if you, usually when somebody says a 16-inch screen in the marketplace, that usually means a 15.6, which is the most common screen size. What I do when I'm looking for a spec-based computer First, we do a daily roundup of laptop deals on ClarkDeals.com. But if I want to see ultra-specific on specs, I go to MicroCenter.com. MicroCenter is a huge seller of electronics for techies. And you're going to find that everything's about the specs. So I'm looking right now, and you can buy an i7 with very high capability right now for $799 at Micro Center. That gives you a marker price for an i7-based laptop 
and you can shop around wherever you like to shop or if you have a micro center near you. Or you can also go to shopping.google.com and spec it out and have comparisons of what would be the best deal. Yeah, and I've found lots for six forty nine, you know, around that that range and as if, well. And if you're a Costco member, there's a huge advantage buying a laptop from Costco because they offer included in the purchase a much better warranty coverage typically on a laptop than you get anywhere else. Plus, if you hate the laptop, you have 89 days to bring it back to Costco for a full no questions asked refund of that laptop. It is the best deal offered in the industry. This one is from Kyle in Utah. I've recently been offered my dream job, congratulations, but it will require relocating to the Seattle area. Uh, You can't take the job. (laughs) You can't leave Utah. What are you thinking? (laughs) Thinking about leaving Utah. I mean, think about the incredible skiing, the nation's best, in my opinion, national parks, the beautiful wide open spaces. Wow. Okay. Dream job. Dream job. You're really going to give up that beautiful, beautiful Utah. Okay. Kyle, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue with your question. Considering mortgage rates are likely to go down, is it better to rent for the first year or buy sooner and refinance when rates drop? I expect that lower rates will result in higher competition for homes in our price range. This is a hard choice. I've been talking to a friend for months who relocated from the East Coast to Northern California and faced this same dilemma. Housing prices are so very high, which you'll find also in the Seattle metro area. Mortgage rates are so high. And they ultimately made the decision to buy a home and then wait for interest rates to fall and do a refi. And that is a reasonable scenario if you can afford what the carry cost would be at today's very high mortgage rates. And so uh, the odds that mortgage rates are going to decline in the future is not 100%, but I'd say they're at least 75% that we will see a decline in mortgage rates over the next couple of years. Never likely, never say never, very unlikely that mortgage rates are ever going back to the unbelievably low levels in the twos and the threes that we saw in the prior ultra low cycle, but potentially seeing like 15 year loans, maybe being in the upper fours, something like that, that could certainly happen in the future. And so it's really your call. I expect housing prices to generally go sideways as people's incomes over time are able to compensate for what's a much higher base price on homes. The other advantage, though, to renting in your case is you may not find that you enjoy living in the Seattle area. And then you bought a place and you got to turn around and sell it. You may decide that the neighborhood you were interested in living in maybe wasn't the best idea. And so renting for a while to get your feet wet in Washington State And they will get wet. They will get wet. Thank you. You will have plenty of time to buy once you're really comfortable in the job and you know what neighborhood is best for you. 
Fred in Wisconsin says, I had a visit from a young man really knowledgeable in finance and insurance. He represents an insurance company I put on there for you, Clark. And the sales pitch felt like pressure as he started asking a lot of information to just get a life insurance quote. Is this company legit? Okay, I need three deep breaths there. Okay, is this company legit? Yes. Is it someone I would want you to buy from? No. The costs are very, very high in their products. And as you felt, they are a very high-pressure, sales-driven culture. So I understand the young man may have been very knowledgeable, may have even been a very decent person, but the reality is that it's a very, very expensive way for you to buy investments or insurance. Insurance is not an investment. People will pitch it as an investment. It's not. Insurance is to provide for the survivors you leave behind, your loved ones, and that's why you buy ultra inexpensive insurance that only has a death benefit, term insurance. My preference, level term insurance. I have a good briefing on how level term works at Clark.com and how to buy it. If you're going to buy investments, you want to buy from a commission-free firm. So and no that, one should visit your house. Yeah, nobody from a commission-free firm is coming to see you and bringing you cookies yep. or whatever. So when you are buying investments, if it's just starting to buy investments, that you can completely do on your own, and it's really simple, and you just buy broad-based, what are known as index funds. But if the lingo and all that overwhelms you, you hire a fee-only financial planner who is a fiduciary, legally obligated fiduciary, which means you're paying him or her like you'd pay an accountant or a lawyer, and they are working for you legally, and they only advise you in what's in your best interest, and they only sell you, sell you, they don't sell you anything. They only um, advise that you own commission-free, low-cost products, period. I don't like these organizations that, again, they're, it's not they're not legitimate, but I don't like organizations where it's all about the pitch to sell you something at extremely high commissions and ongoing costs. That's not what it's about. That free visit is the most expensive visit you could ever have. It's no different than when people get those things in the mail offering you a free fancy steak dinner. I just got one. Did you really? Mm -hmm. Those free steak dinners are where insurance people are going to try to sell you ultra high commission and expensive insurance products. You don't want that free steak. Go buy your own steak. And while we're at it, don't go to one of those ultra expensive steakhouses. Go to a mid-market steakhouse. The steak will be just about as good, and you'll spend a third as much money <laughs> if you eat steak. And thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, we serve you around the clock. The sun never sets on Clark.com.
with consumer information for your wallet that you can trust and six hours each weekday, one-on-one free advice as we've offered since February of 1993 at the Team Clark Consumer Action Center, Monday through Friday, 10 in the morning Eastern Time till 4 in the afternoon Eastern Time. You can get that free one-on-one advice at 636-49-CLARK.